in the book, he uh, Stephen Covey talks about this example of you attending a funeral, and and like he sets it all up, and then you are the one that's actually in the casket. And he talks about writing your eulogy today. The people, the who would speak number one at your funeral? Would it be your kids? Would it be your spouse? Would it be your friends? And what do you want them to say about your life? This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. I'm here with Right Hand Dan. In today's Better Wealth Breakdown, we're going to talk about the seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, this book is one of my favorites, and it was actually cool because we do we have a book club with our team, and and multiple people on our team are like, this is a book that we want to read every year. Yep. And what's cool is this is not the the first time that I read this book. This is actually the third time. I first read this book when I was getting mentored by John Noel. I have an episode with him. He's had a tremendous impact on my life, very successful, sold like two companies or his last company to Warren Buffett, is very, very wealthy. And he had everyone on his team go through the seven habits. And I would say, I would say this, like regardless of where you're at in life, marriage, you want to be a better parent, you want to be a better business owner, just better human being. Man, this this is this is up there on the all time reads, and so I'm hoping to talk about the seven habits and and overall, what were the big concepts that you got from reading this book? Well, first, actually, I'm going to pull a you and and go off script here and say I, I think what I want to do is provide a link, BetterWealth.com/slash/bookclub. Okay, and here we go. I I want you all like as the community, I want you to know the books that we're reading as a team because I've I've I think that's really important and. Uh, for a little more context, we as a team every month are listening to a new book or are, are um, reading or listening to whatever form we, we like to consume books uh, as a team. And then we have a dialogue about that. And so I'm going to give you the opportunity to uh, go to betterwealth.com slash book club. And I'm going to give you the uh, the list of books that we're reading right now. Maybe even we'll we'll uh, send the recordings of our, our discussion. I was going to pull at you and say, why don't we just make it a live? Uh, uh, I was thinking about that. Q&A. Maybe, maybe we do that too. But uh, as far as, you know, this book, as, a, as much like you alluded to, our team really responded well to this. It yep. was something that, that was very impactful. And I think, um, as you'll see with our book list, we're kind of building up um, towards real growth. We're going to be t- looking at Amazon later in the year. Yep. Um, we, we already read like Good to Great. And uh, last month was The Power of Habit, now The Seven Habits. And overarchingly, it, it goes, what's, what's interesting is a lot of our core values are really in this book. Totally. Totally. And, and I think much like you said, where regardless of where you are in life, you can find amazing value in this book. And so um, there's so many things. I, I, I think it's one of these one of those books where you have to go back to it. Yes. Because it's so powerful. And so I, I really just want to dive into the seven habits. Yep. I love it. So I'm going to read through them first and then we'll go uh, by yep. each of them and, and kind of dive into them. So the seven are number one, be proactive. Number two, begin with the end in mind. Number three, put first things first. Number four, think win-win. Number five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Number six, synergize. And number seven, sharpen the saw. So first, Caleb, this is probably your favorite, is (laughs) be proactive. Well, it definitely is my love language. For those of you that know me, it drives me nuts 
drives me absolutely nuts to um, manage, to lead, to be around people that are not proactive. It was part of the reason I, I was brought up this way. My parents were very, very hard on me and it rubbed off in a good way. I guess I wasn't rebellious. And I just want to seek to look for things that could be better. And that is, I mean, we wouldn't be talking to you right now uh, because I there's a lot of areas in my life that I had to be proactive. And because I was proactive, I, it wasn't perfect, but because I was proactive, um, it got me to where I to where I am, and so I'm definitely drawn to that. So yes, it's my love language, and I I feel like it's it's just like start looking for areas, stop being a victim, and start looking for areas that you can improve. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, is there a way, or is like, is there a reason that being proactive would be a bad thing? And I guess really only if you make a poor decision while being proactive. But being proactive is an amazing thing. I think of like school projects. How many people were proactive in yeah. In a school project, yeah, and right. or just school in general, procrastination is rampant, and then you you race to to get something done, and you're not proactive in that. But the reverse is true. Like when you work with a group of people who are proactive, it's it's a lot of fun, right? The definition of proactive on Google is is a person, policy, or action. So a person creating or controlling a situation by causing something to happen, rather than responding to it after it happened. So again, you can be proactive as it relates to your money, your relationship, your health, your job. In every area, are you gonna be reactive, just wait for something to come to you, or are you going to be proactive? And so, yeah, love that. I think there's a reason it's number one, because you have to be somewhat proactive to read. You have to be, so, you have to be proactive to have an open mind. And so love that, that the seven habits started with that. Yeah. Number two, begin with the end in mind. Uh, this one is very interesting to me because I was just reading about Jeff Bezos and he was talking about how he's really big on, he personally thinks about his end of life first. Yeah. And then what does that look like coming backwards? Because he doesn't want to have any regrets. And I think that's something very powerful yeah. of let's let's think long-term. And, and people, I think a lot of people don't think long-term enough because they can barely think to Friday. And mm. So, you know, thinking, what does it look like when I'm 85 years old and I look back on my life yep. and, and make the decisions today to make sure that I, I enjoy or am able to look back fondly on my life? In the book, he, uh, Stephen Covey talks about this example of you attending a funeral and, and like he sets it all up and then you are the one that's actually in the casket. And he talks about writing your eulogy today. The people, the who would speak number one at your funeral? Would it be your kids? Would it be your spouse? Would it be your friends? And what do you want them to say about your life? And then his whole example is, and it's it's a beautiful way to think about this is like live your life for the eulogy. And 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 you know I have mixed emotions about that, but overall I think that's super solid because you don't want to live your life with regret. It's interesting, and it's because of books like this. I I think about dying not in a in, in a bad way, but I think about dying all the time because it is like the ultimate test is, should I be doing this? Well, I'm going to die someday. So in a hundred years, this doesn't matter. So will this, will this decision matter in a hundred years? And if it's yes, um, then I'll, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to worry about what someone else is going to say, because I know that there's so much more than just me. Well, and that ties into your idea of one life. Yes. hundred percent. So th the, the third one is put first things first. And Stephen Covey had a four quadrant uh, idea. <laughs> and he had a four quadrant and we don't usually do any edits on the show, but we did do edits because I tried to wing it. 
and it didn't end up so well. And so you had, we actually opened the book. We've we crazy have, concept. We have the book. And the four quadrants are uh, urgent and important, not urgent and important, uh, urgent and not important, and not urgent and not important. Okay, so in, in other words, the third habit is taking first things first. So a highly effective person does important things and doesn't get caught into reacting. Okay, it goes back to being proactive. And so when we think about this concept of how many things out there are urgent and not important that we end up doing all the time. I would say a lot of people live in this area. It's one of the things that I'm most working on. I wanna cut out everything that's urgent that is literally not important and get really clear on what's important and what important activities that I need to do in my life. And then obviously the urgent and important, that's because it's important and you gotta get that done, but it's how do you design your life where you're not constantly living in the urgency, but you're living in the in the important elements. And that's where you go back to our principle, like you got to have clarity on what's important to begin with um, to even know how to fill out these four quadrants. Right, and it goes back to what's important to you. And, and first things first for me is like, okay, I, I want to work out, I wanna be healthy, you know? And, and well, what's first is I need to have that discipline in, yeah. in my schedule, in my time, in my calendar to have that. And then there's so many things that come into that of whether it's eating healthy or like building those things, but what comes first? And a lot of times it's that discipline and consistency, right? Uh, but first having clarity on what is important, what isn't important, what's urgent, what's not urgent. Right. Uh, so another very, uh, very important habit. The fourth one is think win-win. Now, this applies in almost everything, uh, whether it's Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence yep. people, uh, thinking win-win in a friendship, uh, in a partnership, in a uh, romantic relationship, in really anything that involves somebody else. Right. Why wouldn't you want to think win-win? And it's interesting because I have, a, I have moments where I'm like, I disagree with this because it's like, well, no, in a negotiation, you, or you would want to win. Like, I'm very competitive. Like, and so... I don't necessarily think win think win win works when you're competing on a field, but what what Stephen Covey talks about is even in an employee relationship, even in like a partnership, you want to make sure that the other party is winning, is doing well, because over time it goes back to what I talk about: opportunity cost, long term and short term. You might win in the short term, but if you're playing a lifetime game. You will not win in the end if you are trying to take advantage of people and if you're not seeking um, to to find that win-win. And so on one hand, for people um, maybe like myself that fall into this very competitive, like wanting to maximize, I need to ask questions. Wait a second. Is this a win for you? What's really important to you? I'm not going to move forward if this doesn't better you off. And there's, I mean, when it comes to helping people with money, when it comes to working with people, there's a lot of people that I've I've like said, this is not right for you because I know this is what you think, but I would not be right in, in having you do this deal. And I would say there's a reason why we are growing our company is I really do believe that we live this, this habit out. On the flip side, there are people getting taken advantage and they're like, oh, like they're truly losing and they're becoming bitter. You see this a lot in relationships where it's like, okay, stuff it under the rug, stuff it under the rug, stuff it under the rug. And in the end, it's, it's, uh, it ends up not being a super healthy, great relationship. Well, this podcast is an example of a win-win. It's a it's a win because you may get some knowledge nuggets here, and it's a win if you listen, share, like, subscribe, comment. I'm I love that example. So yes, create a win-win scenario. I'm I'm like giving, 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 
and I'm asking you to share the podcast, give this a review, um, because we are just trying to get this message out. And the best way is through people sh- helping us share the message. So love that to you. Amen. All right, number five. This one is is awesome, and it's seek first to understand, then to be understood. Yeah, probably my favorite habit. Um, this is this is relationship building 101. It's Dale Carnegie's um, How to Win Friends and Influence People 101. And we were actually uh, joking, but not, I mean, tell me if you think this is, we should do this. We were talking about our first call when people come in. Um, we've had so many names. What if we called it the seek to understand call? Because that's really what, I mean, if you one-on-one on coaching and Better Wealth Coaches, if you're not a part of our community, it's like, we want to seek to understand what you actually want and we want to serve you. And I feel like there's so many um, opportunities to react in life, whether it's in coaching relationship, whether it's a regular relationship, whether it's a leadership relationship. And it's like, what if we took a step back and sought to understand we're in one of the most politically charged times in our life. And, and I, I feel like people say this every four years, but what if both sides took a humble pill and sought first to understand what their colleagues that they maybe disagree like sought first understand why that's important to them and then understand that when you do that the other party wants to listen to you and so again this is something that I learned at a young age and I I think there's a reason why I have a lot of great friendships is I really really try to work on this and embody this and really I want people to be understood when they listen to me or when they talk to me yeah, well, and see, I had the exact opposite approach when I first started learning about what it is that we teach. And I, I always joke now when we first started traveling a lot and somebody sat next to me, I did not seek to understand anything. I just wanted them to understand me and I would firehose them with information and just keep on going. You know, they, they tell me that they have a 401k. I tell them every reason why the 401k is the worst thing in the world. And I never took a moment to step back and understand well why why are they doing that in the first place right and then having them understand my positioning it was all just pouring it all onto them and now over time it's been the complete reverse of like i truly do want to know where you're coming from i want to know why you think the the way that you do and then i want you to understand the way that we uh think and why we think the way we think but first it's really getting that understanding of them and it goes back to like, yeah, we, we have thought about turning that into the first call because we truly like we want to gain that clarity. We want to understand where you're coming from and then we, we want to move on from there. So yeah, another another very powerful habit. Uh, the sixth one is synergize. And there's some re- relator uh, to the, the previous one with that of like I, I wasn't seeking synergy. I was just seeking to uh, yeah. get my point across. Yeah. And I think this has a lot to do with a work environment. And I, to be quite frank, this was out of the seven habits, the one that impacted me the least as it relates to the content. But it's just like you want to be in a, in a good relationship, in an environment that you can be synergistic, that I don't need to be controlling you, that we can really feed off each other. And, and so that's kind of what I got. I don't know if you got well, anything yeah, from For it. me, I, I think it's, that's why I'm excited about our community because we find that synergy in the commonality of the way that we think. And so that's that's the beauty of a community is the, why, why do you join one? Well, because people think the way that you do and you find synergy in that. And so as we work towards impacting a million people in the next five years, it takes that synergy of our community to have the, the like-mindedness and be willingness to share and bring more people to feel that synergy and into that synergy. Uh, th- that's 
you know, for me that that's what I got out of it is the excitement of that, that, uh, bond and that community that we're yeah. building and it really is two is greater than one and so to create that like that that environment where you can get a lot more done because you're working together yep all right and the seventh one is sharpen the saw and this one was really really great it's something that i think you do an incredible job with just reading the book and reading books being consistent taking notes but it's this concept of of making sure that you can continue to sharpen your mind and, and continue to do personal development and continue to pour into yourself and in your relationships to make sure that you like can continue to live an effective life. You want to share the story that he gives um, about cutting down the trees? Well, see, I actually want to share a story from Elon Musk. All right, do it. And uh, Elon says that most people have the ability to learn anything, but they sell themselves short. Mm. And that it's we see this like mm. a lot in corporate america of you learn a skill you do a job and then you become complacent and yep. you no longer continue to innovate and and sharpen the saw and learn and we talked about how do you earn more income well go, maybe go back and get a certification maybe go get a, a different degree or, or yep. enhanced degree and that idea of constantly going back especially now technology is moving so fast the sharpening the saw is so many different things like reading a book being able to uh, get somebody's entire life's work within, let's say, 300 pages. Yep. How powerful is that? And then yep. continuing to go back. We started this podcast by saying uh, that we're going to go back and, and use this book as an example. And yep. anybody else that joins the team, this is going to be a foundational book. So betterwealth.com slash book club. Betterwealth.com slash book club. We don't know exactly how this is going to look, but it's going to be epic. So go and sign up. And, and just really, I mean, going back to this whole concept of, of the seven habits of highly effective people, this was by far one of the, the best books that I've ever read, and I would encourage you to read it. If you have read it, uh, please email me at Caleb at betterwealth.com. You can email Dan at Dan at betterwealth.com. We would love to hear from you, love to hear what concepts you've taken out or big ideas that you've gotten from reading books, especially uh, the book of the month. And so with that, thank you for being a part of our community and helping us share the message. Go out and live a very intentional life. Thank you so much for listening to the Better World Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.